At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 603rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick and dirty tidbit at growing your garden. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing your garden, and some episodes we will answer your questions. If you have one, send it to questions at urbanfarm.org. Today, we're talking with Marlene Simon with the Flower Power Garden Hour podcast about how to spot beneficial predators in your garden. Enjoy. Welcome, Marlene. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. This is one of the topics that I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about because I often will get people that will say to me, oh my God, there's this bug in my garden. How do I kill it? And until we know whether it's a beneficial or not, we don't want to do that, right? Yeah. And and even then, we may not want to kill it if it's a bad bug necessarily, right? Because right? we yeah. know we've got good bugs somewhere in there and bad bugs are food for, for good bugs. But yeah, I wish I could save all the ladybug larvae out there. When I get questions and people send me the ladybug larvae, they're like, is this a bad bug? <laughs> I, I jump on it. And I'm like, no, it's a good bug. So I think most people, most gardeners are aware of what you know ladybug is. I think most are aware of what a ladybug larvae looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like I call it looks like a little dragon. It does, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. So and you know, it's bite. black and red. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've never been bit personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take offense to that. I would love to be bit by one, but <laughs> yeah. And then you know, as it starts, you know, pupating, it becomes hard on the leaf and sort of gets smaller and smaller and starts forming into that beetle shape. So I think most people are aware of aware of the ladybug larvae. And of course, you know, ladybugs eat bad bugs. And then there's also the praying mantis egg sac, mm, which mm-hmm. sometimes throws off people because it's not always necessarily even on plants. I've had some on my patio furniture right. where it looks like someone sort of spit and it dried. <laughs> <That's the best. laughs> You know, it's this beige sack that looks quite alien-like, but, Uh you know, there's your praying mantis. So that's something to look for if you see this unique beige hard. You know, of course, you don't want to push it too hard. Just, you know, you don't want to bust through it. So those are two that I think most people are aware of. But there's some other signs to look for to see if you actually have beneficials working for you. And one that I want to discuss is if your aphids have been parasitized. There are parasitic wasps, and we're not talking about, you know, like paper wasps and the wasps that we could see readily, very small wasps. And what they do is they will go to a live aphid and they will lay their eggs inside the aphid. It's it's quite brutal. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting. And so if you're looking and you see all these aphids, you know, there's different colored aphids and you might not even notice 
But if you happen to see ones that are extra large and beige, it's the best thing I could tell people do is get a hand lens and go out and inspect really close to your leaves and see what's really going on at the bug level. Right. You know, we're seeing it from, from our point of view. If you notice beige, large, what they look, they do look like aphids, but they're not moving. You might notice, or you should notice if they're parasitized, an exit hole and realize uh, that it's just the shell of the, of the aphid. I've and seen you know those you before. Yeah. Yes. It's because it, they don't fall off. It, and it's not like the parasitic wasps will eat the aphid and like a ladybug would. They're using them as a host. And of course, you don't want to spray even, and I have to stress this enough, even organics, even natural sprays, like your soap sprays and your neem oils, if you spray them on a sensitive parasitic wasp, you could kill it. So, you know, if you see signs of this, let it be. We all know aphids dissipate, you know, once spring starts rolling through, other predators attack them. So they generally aren't that, usually aren't that big of a problem. But yeah, look for that parasitized wasp. At in where I work at the conservatory, we have an established a group of wasps, and one of the main ones is Aphidius colmanii. And I think I pronounced that wrong, but that one is native to North America, and you probably won't see the wasp, but do look for that parasitized body. Another one I want to mention is the mealybug predator, uh-huh. or they call it mealybug destroyer. <laughs> it's it's a beetle, uh, Cryptolamus. But the larvae form looks just like a mealybug. Oh, wow. So if, you know, so if you're looking and you see a cluster of mealybugs, white, fuzzy, but you see one that might be a little bit bigger and might have its filaments a little less organized, uh-huh. look at it closely. That it might be a mealybug predator attacking the mealybugs. So you definitely don't want to spray that with anything. They are out and about. We release them in the conservatory in hopes of getting, you know, them established um, inside the conservatory. So that's just another one to look out for. Another one I want to mention that it's a little more rare, but I have seen it outside is parasitized white fly eggs. Oh, wow. So, you know, people usually treat white flies or try to treat them, I should say, after they see the adult. Yeah, you want to get to them before. So you do want to inspect their eggs are these clear disc shapes underneath the leaf. And if you can knock those off with a hose blast or anything, you know, you'll cut down the life cycle. But if you turn that leaf over and you notice some that are dark, where the other ones are clear, it's very possible that is Incarcia formosa, which is a parasitic wasp doing the same thing that the parasitic wasp will do to the to the aphid. It is injecting its eggs into there. So like I said, it's not as common, but uh-huh. I have seen it. I have seen it around. Wow. So so these are just a few things, you know, that we're all sort of just in tune to see the ladybugs, see the adult lace wings, but there's things that we don't can't see with the, the naked eye and really don't pay attention to that really is it's happening. It, it it's a war in your plants sometimes. <laughs> right. You know, we look at these flowers, we look at these plants and we're like, wow, it's it's oh it's so peaceful. And then you look closely and you see these you know, things parasitizing each other. So brutal garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so lace wings are also good. Yes. Yes. So lace wings. Yeah. So most people know the lace wing adults. They're very pretty. They're very distinct. The green with, you know, their name comes from the fact they have very large wings and they're see-through. Mm-hmm. And, but it's actually the larval 
stage that is more brutal than the adults. The adults can, I believe, eat some bad bugs, but the larval stage, and we're talking about the ladybug larval stage, uh-huh. lacewing state larval stage is very similar in shape, like a little, what I picture a dragon, but it's more of a beige brown uh. color. So if you see something that's shaped like a ladybug larvae, elongated, crawling around, but it's beige, then that is a lady, uh, a lacewing larvae. And their eggs are really interesting too. They're distinct too, because they lay an individual egg on a long stalk uh-huh. underneath a leaf. So instead of being flat on a leaf, they're on filaments. Oh, inter- so it's oh, very distinct right. I've seen see. those before, yeah. Yeah, so- if you Google a picture or... Uh, of lace wing eggs and it's it's like these little teardrops on these long filaments so like, not directly on the leaf so those you want to look for that as well like on, the, on a when you say a filament it's like it's on a hair right yeah yeah, yeah. like cool. a structure not just flat on a leaf so right. yeah you definitely don't want to knock those off if you were to see them so yeah just remember that insects have different stages Yes. And so if we're used to the adult stage, you got to look for all the stages. Right. Well, one of the things that I've noticed for me, I've been organic for 32 years on my property here. I don't Mm -hmm. have a bug problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't even consider myself having a bug problem yet. I have bugs because I just consider them food for my, my good bug. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, your farm, you, you have your hedgerows, you have lots of covering for the, the good bugs. Mm-hmm. You have a healthy ecosystem. You haven't gone in and sprayed anything, I imagine. And that's in 32 you know, I, years. I, I, yeah. And there's really no need to. If sometimes if you know, I have aphid problems here and there. And sometimes I just go, okay, that's gonna be the crop or the plant you attack and right. we'll we'll work with it. I'm not gonna, you know, and then I'll look over and there'll be a whole bunch of ladybugs on it. One of the things I noticed about in the desert is that the ladybugs show up at the end of a life cycle of a plant. So like people will reach out to me in March and April and say, my broccoli is covered with aphids. Well, you should have harvested your broccoli in January and February and <laughs> it's going to seed now. And of course the aphids are after it because they play a purpose, yeah. they play a purpose in the world and that's to break down plant material. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always let my broccoli go to flower for the bees too. Of course. So I always, Yes. But yeah, I get that a lot with my, my artichokes Oh yes. towards the end when, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, it's interesting. And you know, these, these quote bad bugs, a lot of times they'll go to stressed plants. Right. So exactly. if, if you have a, if you have an unhealthy garden or a, you know, stressed garden, you're going to have more bugs. So if you make your garden happy and healthy, you are going to have less bugs for that reason as well. Amen. So it's, yep. Make healthy soil. Makes healthy plants more bug resistant. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Marlene. You have a podcast. Tell us about it. Flower Power Garden Hour. And it's not always an hour, but I do like to sort of go. I I like to talk a lot. And the guests I have on are always very interesting. So I, you were on talking about permaculture and your farm. So it's about all topics, vegetables, flowers, houseplants, beneficials. It's really anything that's plant related. I like to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher. I have it on my YouTube, Marlene, the plant lady. So yeah, you could find it there. You're on Facebook and Instagram, Marlene, the plant lady, right? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.